Let's talk about my new weekly challenges. Whether you have 200 followers or 200K followers, we all have the same dilemmas. How to continue feeling inspired within your niche, how to make your community feel connected, and how to do it all with your busy schedule. For only $4 a month, I'll be sending the same advice I provide my all-influence management clients straight to your phone. Head to the show notes to sign up before this upcoming Wednesday to be included in our next challenge. Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. We are back with another If You Like It, Like It. And this time we have Raphael here from Notch to tell us what you're liking this week. Give us the trend, the weirdness on the internet, something you're loving. So there's one trend on TikTok that I really like right now. It's about showing a person that does something which is pretty remarkable, but that person Uh doesn't think it's too much. Like, I can't believe I cannot do 10 reps of 100 pounds each waiting. Uh And then, you know, uh, fast forward or rewind to 10 years ago and the person says, whoa, I can lift a hundred pounds. That's crazy. The, the childhood pictures. Yes. Yeah. Those are so sweet. I, I love that trend as well. <laughs> Definitely. What would be your look back moment? What specifically in your business right now? So today is one of my partner's birthday. And he said, I remember a year ago when we just started researching, uh-huh how many influencers get hacked in a given year. And we did all this uh, data collection work ourselves. We were only three people in the team in a tiny, tiny room, like 10 feet by 10 feet, three people sitting Uh there. Uh, And now we're in a team of approaching 20 people selling a new insurance product, which is nuts. And I keep saying, you know, we're not selling enough. We're not selling enough. But if I looked at it from a year ago, uh, what right. is there's no way. Yeah. It's crazy how fast business can go online when you're not in a brick and mortar building. I I talk to Chase, our producer and my co-founder of our agency about that all the time, about how we're like, well, why aren't we doing this and this and this? And it's like, you know, three months ago, literally three months ago, we were doing something completely different. It's just <laughs> the timeline of business is wild nowadays. Well, if you like it, like it. We are back with another episode of Brand Meet Creator, and today we have Raphael from Notch, which is Instagram insurance, the world's first Instagram insurance, in fact. So let's let's jump into this, because we so often chat about the pitfalls of Instagram and just these continued updates, all that's going on in this booming creator economy. So I'm so curious, do you think they're doing an adequate job of protecting creators? I think they're doing whatever they can. And I'll I'll just touch on that point. First of all, when people say they got hacked, it's not like Mm -hmm. you imagine in the movies, right? No one sits with a black hoodie, breaks through firewalls, cracks Instagram source code, and then takes control of your account. What happens? <laughs> you mean it's not like an Avengers scene not, or something? Almost, almost, <laughs> but not really. That's what you need to think happening because you don't really want to get to the realization of you just fell into a scam, which yeah. you, think, you know is a dumb scam. Uh, but we do see a lot of elaborate scams. And at the end of the day, 
100% of the time is someone giving access unwillingly to their account by giving away their credentials, right? And it might sound stupid, right? You might say, hey, I'll never do it. But the way that it usually works is you get a threat actor, a scammer, a hacker, whatever you want to call them. They send an email to a thousand different creators. Out of those 1,000, 900 of them are having a relaxed day and they don't even open the email because they understand mm-hmm. it's not really Instagram. 100 click the email, 50 get into the website, and 20 of them are having an extremely stressful day, like your day today, <laughs> and I saw your agenda, looks like a lot. Uh, and they click the link and they think it's Instagram. They put in their credentials automatically without even noticing what they're doing. Right, That's without even something- thinking. Yeah, it, it could happen to everyone, right? As a creator, mm-hmm. you speak to dozens of different brands and people a day, and it just takes one minute of not being entirely focused. And it happens to everyone. Yeah, so I think preventing you from giving away your credentials is something extremely difficult. It's called mm-hmm. social engineering, and it is something that has been happening for years right a lot of years before internet existed and so it's very difficult to stop i think instagram are doing whatever they can from their side Mm -hmm. of trying to make sure the platform is secure but it's all a question of how much friction you're putting into the process right so whenever you open account an account they can say you know what the account has to be private we're gonna need your your passport or your id we're gonna have to make you put on two-factor authentication, have a 20-letter password, et cetera, et cetera. But then a lot of people will just churn out of the platform. So I guess it's a game of balance at the end of the day. You know, I think it's so interesting because whenever I talk about Notch on Instagram, I do get a portion of people that say, you know, I'm not going to fall for that. Like, I'm not going to fall for this phishing scam and they kind of expect it to be like the old Nigerian prince emails. Do you remember those? Um, yeah. Where you'd get this email that was like, I am a Nigerian prince and I need you to like fund something and give me your social security number and everyone's grandma ever fell for it. (laughs) And I remember my dad talking about this and trying to teach his mother about scamming and about fishing Mm -hmm. and so all of us younger people out here are like yeah yeah i'm not gonna fall for that but all of these scams are so tricky they look real and you're so right about you know if you have one moment of i'm not paying attention and i see this email come in that says instagram in the the name header and you need to fill out your account information so that you can do x y and z you better believe you're going to fill it out. That has nothing to do with your intelligence or, you know, anything to do with your competency. I think everyone has been a victim of a phishing attack, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you really fell through everything and got their credentials leaked or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do uh, a dark web scan for every customer that onboards. And it sounds, you know, wow, a dark web scan. It's, it's pretty simple. Actually, and at the end of the day, we see that for, I would say, 20% of our customers, they had their data leaked at some point over the last two to three years. Just Tell me more about what that means. Like, I need to know the back end of what you guys do. (laughs) Sure. So 
Uh, let's talk specifically about what it means that there is a dark web leak, right? So your email or your phone number at some point might have been connected at some app um, mm -hmm. and you had a password there and a hacker really did hack a specific platform and then leaked a mm, hundred. Here's the super spy stuff. Exactly what I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. It happened with track eight a few years ago. Uh, there are rumors now that TikTok. TikTok, has, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're denying. I don't know what's real or what's not. Uh, but mm. if this happens, for example, and let's assume that you use the exact same credentials for your TikTok and your Instagram, right? Same same email, same password. Yep. Then someone Which I would sell I think I could tell you I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. We all use either the same passwords or some very variation passwords yep. unless you use a password manager which is highly advised uh, but we can touch on that later anyway yeah that's what it means it means that your data connected to some sort of personal identifiable information of yours got leaked somewhere through some platform mm -hmm. and is now roaming in the dark web it means that your data exists in some website someone tried to mm -hmm. sell it and if we know that it is there we might not know exactly what password was linked to it but mm. we'll tell you hey you know this at this date this and this app has been hacked and we've seen that your credentials have been a part We're of the data leak. please change your password but that's not the common the common hacking that happens no. it's more likely phishing yeah yeah i would say that i would say a hundred percent but you'll never say a hundred percent so let's say 95 percent <laughs> what we're seeing is real-time phishing, which is why two-factor authentication doesn't necessarily help in those cases. So another, another piece of this puzzle is the impersonator account, all of the spam and bots, and all of that seems to be such an integral part of the Instagram experience. We've, we've had this conversation on Brand Meet Creator in the past about how, you know, these spam accounts and these bot accounts are basically adding to Instagram's population. And if they want more users on the platform, then they're going to keep counting these, these accounts. So what do you think about the measures that Instagram is taking to prevent that? I mean, if we're talking about adding in extra precautions from the get-go of, you know, you need a longer password or you need your passport or something, I would assume that there there's kind of this weird, weird path to like verification and getting verified on the app right now is just so hard. So it just, it, it feels like there's a weird uh, divide between we have all these bots, getting verified is hard. So where's your, crea what's your creator supposed to do? Yeah. So I think it's, it's important to look at the big picture for a moment and Meta between Facebook and Instagram has over three and a half billion users. Mm -hmm. Now, they are trying to tackle impersonations, bots, etc. We're seeing what's happening with Elon Musk and the Twitter acquisition with bots, etc. Um, so the way that the platforms usually attack or defend against those bots and impersonation accounts is mostly through automatic algorithms right? Mm -hmm. AI-based algorithms that 
detect abnormal activity and then suspend accounts. That's why we see a lot of creators' accounts get wrongfully suspended, right? We see it a lot. Mm. But why is that? Because whenever you build such an algorithm, you define some sort of threshold. Right. And it's like saying, you know what? I want to put a thousand guilty people in prison, but I don't want to put one innocent person. But if I want to put all guilty people in prison, maybe one of them will also be innocent. So it's all about the threshold. So whenever Facebook decides, you know, we're going to combat bots more, they're going to raise or lower the threshold and say, even this kind of activity, which is borderline suspicious or abnormal, right. will be suspended as well. And then even if, if they have a 0.1% mistake in their algorithm, mm-hmm. that's hundreds of thousands or millions of accounts, right? Right. So that's the problem then. And and saying, okay, so why isn't there a human somewhere involved in the process? It's <laughs> it takes a long time. You need a lot of humans. Through millions of accounts. Just imagine how many support tickets Meta gets. And it's not me defending them. It's just putting the reality on the table. And by the way, Meta did come out in the press release uh, about a week or two weeks ago that they are going to open a support center with actual humans that will take care of some situations if you get hacked or if you get wrongfully mm-hmm. suspended. Um, impersonation is, is something very common right now. I would say it, that one out of huge. 10 of our customers DMs us at some point, hey, I have an impersonation account. And there's not a lot you can do except report them, right? Right. I've actually had two impersonation accounts in the last, I think, two weeks. And I don't get them a whole lot. Um but all of a sudden I had two and I it took so long to get it taken down um, by by Instagram. I first had reported it for impersonating me and it immediately got denied because they were using a different name. And then I reported it as uh, an intellectual property issue. And mm-hmm. again, it took like, you know, 48 hours to get this account down when I know that 400 people had reported this because I posted it to my story. So I I think that that's a really positive push to get more help on the creator side to just, you know, kind of hinder that hinder that issue. But I, I, I love your perspective of here's what this looks like from from Meta's perspective, here's what that looks like when you're actually building an algorithm like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's that's just reality. I'm not saying I think that creators should get much better support. Everyone should get better support, right? You're a user in the platform, and although it's free, they make money out of you, right? So you're still the client. If there are no users, or if there are no creators, no right. users will be there. Um, So the fact that some creators get suspended without any early warning or without uh, giving uh, being given a good explanation, that's not how it should be. So I'm just putting the reality on the table that it's either getting a few tens of thousands of people on support, right, for Meta or dealing with with some wrongfully suspended accounts. But still, here's my question for you here. What do you think those those fixes would be? Like, hey, Meta, this is for you. <laughs> Raphael is here to tell you the tips that you need to take here. What are your recommendations? 
wow, it's so hard from being outside <laughs> the system. Yeah. And uh, we have tons of data. I'm sure Meta has a billion times more than we do. There are also a lot of restrictions that I'm sure they have regarding privacy and what they can get from users. The easiest uh-huh. would be, you know, once you sign up, show your ID. If someone doesn't want to do it, might be their problem, right? But show your ID. Yep. And yep. then if after a while you see an account impersonating and it was created after the initial account, then take them down mm-hmm. first and then ask questions. But still, it's, it's difficult because... You said they have a name which is almost like yours, right? It's not the Harley Jordan. It's the Harley Jordan 2. There are they were actually complete. They were using a completely different username, completely different name. So I think that was the hard part is like it doesn't, it doesn't look like me. It just looks like they're using my content. Exactly. And then you're saying, okay, they're using my content. So right. first of all, they need to make sure that your content is actually original. Maybe mm-hmm. you're reposting content of someone else. So it might be easy because you say, Hey, but you see, it's my picture, but that right. goes back towards, you need a very sophisticated algorithm to understand that this person from this picture and this person, the person in the profile picture are the same person. And by the way, right. what we're also seeing, one thing we're advising our customers is at least have one selfie account from the last month, because we know that in the automatic retrieval process, if you get hacked, if you don't have any selfie picture, it's going to be extremely difficult, for example. But some of those are manual processing. Yeah. And, and, and meta support is a black box, right? I don't know exactly what goes to the human support, what goes just through the automatic flow. So it's, it's really difficult for me to say, uh, from my point of view, what should meta do? I'm sure they have uh, teams which are much smarter and more experienced than I am. Uh, I'm guessing it's a very tough problem to solve. That... I think that's very interesting that you say you need a selfie because I even think about your travel girls who might have a ton of pictures of these big, beautiful landscapes and the back of their hair where they're not going to have their face on their feed all the time. So yeah, what what does your travel girl do when she gets hacked and she sends in a picture of her driver's license and... You don't have a face anywhere. So yeah, I I think that's a huge, I think that in and of itself is a huge tip. What about two-factor authentication? Because I know that you've talked about it not being enough from the Notch page. Yeah, so let's talk about why you do need two-factor authentication. First of all, it is a must and we make sure every customer has it before we approve their application for Mm -hmm. insurance. So uh, I talked about what happens if your data gets leaked, right? So imagine mm-hmm. your data floats somewhere and then lands at the hands of someone that wants to take over your account, right? He buys a bunch, that person buys a bunch of credentials, right? A, mu- a bunch of data, emails and passwords. And then mm-hmm. they go one by one and then they get to Harley Jordan and they put harleyjordan at gmail.com, password one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I hope you use right. something else. That is, and in fact, my password. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. So if you don't have two factor authentication, your account is gone that moment. But if you do have two factor authentication, once someone else tries to log in from a different device, you'll suddenly get a request, a two factor authentication code, right? sent through text or authentication app to your phone and you say what i didn't i didn't log in that's something suspicious Mm -hmm. and once you understand something suspicious happened 
then you're more likely than not be able to prevent it, right? You're going to go in, you're going to change your password and you're done. You're good. So that's why 2FA is important. But going back to how we see people get hacked is through real-time phishing. And what happens there is that, so someone sends you an email and let's say Mm -hmm. you believe it's Instagram and the email says something like, in one of your recent posts, we've seen a violation of our community guidelines. If you don't fill out the following form, Within the next 24 hours, you'll get suspended, which is yep. not so different than what Instagram's real emails are, right? Yep. It's not that different. <laughs> you, you go into a website, the browser, and you were logged in, but then it asks you to log in again. You say, hey, that's weird, but I'm going to log in. So that's actually a dummy website. And if you look at the domain carefully, it might not be Instagram.com. It might be Instagram.co or mm-hmm. something like that. And you're going to, it'll look exactly Something like close. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. very close. You're going to put in your username. Once you do that, automatically in real time, that username is being inserted into the real Instagram website. You put your mm-hmm. password inserted into the real Instagram website. And once mm-hmm. the threat actor puts it there, there's going to be a request for a 2FA code. Then you're mm-hmm. going to see the same pop-up on your dummy site. So you're going to put your 2FA code because... You already put your username and password. You don't have any reason to suspect that something happened. That's why 2FA is great. It's extremely helpful for some cases. But as time goes by, you always see measures and countermeasures in any industry, right? And here, once 2FA was created, a lot of people thought it's the the end of social engineering hacks, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. I have two-factor authentication. Uh, Before that, also a lot of phishing sites were HTTP dot dot slash slash without S, not secured, Mm. right? And now over 85% of phishing sites are HTTPS. So that's the small lock you see on the corner of your browser. Mm -hmm. And until 18 months ago, I was sure that it's safe. So it's not. So hackers will keep coming up with more complex and elaborate. There will methods. always be a more complex hack. Yeah. As, mm. as long as there's a business somewhere and value, someone's going to try and make easy money on top of it and steal it. But that's just the way it is. Yeah. So this is really why we are so stoked to discuss Notch with you and how it can help creators. So first and foremost here, I would love to hear the inception story of Notch Instagram insurance. What made you say creators need insurance now? Sure. So uh, I used to work at a hedge fund. Uh, I left the company in June 2020 in the midst of COVID. Thought about starting. COVID um, glow up story. We love to see it. Yeah. (laughs) Thought about, uh, you know, continuing in investing, but uh, being very specific in gaming because I Mm. was a geek. Life. I, <laughs> I love games, an addict, and that's why I don't touch games now because then I won't be able to touch at all. So, anyway, during that time, one of my partners, the chief product officer, so he lives, he lives next door and he's my best friend. So, every time I saw an interesting company, I told him, hey, there's this company, and I thought about doing this and investment and this and that and that and that, mm-hmm. like that every day, every day, every day for a few months. Um, and then suddenly at, I would say the end of 2020, there was a small insurance company in Israel that got hacked. And they said that 
a hacker requested ransom and they don't want to pay, they have cyber insurance and the insurance is going to cover it. And then my partner said, hey, what if it happens to, you know, gamers? And that's mm-hmm. where we started, right? And as someone that played, you know, a role-playing games where you spend a lot of time developing your character, I saw a lot of my yep. friends there getting hacked and losing their accounts. So that's where we started. And when thinking about social media, then creators are the first place to start with, right? Because they make most of their income through, through the platforms. Uh, and we decided to start with Instagram just because Instagram has the largest amount of creators monetizing. Most branding mm-hmm. dollars go to Instagram and almost every business, new business on the planet has presence on Instagram. And I know that TikTok is definitely very, very strong, but still Instagram is the first place for businesses right now. So we are looking to expand our offering to other platforms pretty soon. But that's why we started with Instagram and specifically creators. What platforms are on deck? Just TikTok or are you looking at YouTube, Pinterest? I would say that the next ones are probably YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. I feel so so gamey. Like, how did I pull (laughs) Twitch out of my butt? (laughs) And TikTok is definitely something we're looking at. But I think TikTok is a bit more complicated just because it's very hard to understand the revenue that a creator can make through TikTok, right? Yes. You can have a million followers upload 20 TikToks and they're going to get a thousand views. You can have 10,000 yep. followers yep. upload a TikTok getting 50 million views. So how do we, as the insurance agency, I'm underwriting the risk and I'm offering a specific coverage to you according to how much money you can make from your account. It's much easier to do that on Instagram. It's, much more stable, right? The revenue stream, if you have 50,000 followers, although, you know, with changes coming now and reels suddenly exploding, it does make things a bit more complicated. Uh, But TikTok is a bit of a different animal in that regard, and it's pretty new. So it's very hard to convince a 160-year-old insurance company that's backing us that we know how to estimate Mm -hmm. risk so that's why that's one of the reasons why TikTok is on the table, but probably not the first platform we're going to expand to. I think it's so interesting that you say that because we talk about this all the time, how TikTok is the platform that's so much harder to monetize for creators. And we hear all this clout about, well, it's easier to grow on TikTok. You can have more followers, yada, yada. But your follower count really does mean much less than your Instagram and all of those views are so volatile. So you saying that is such a such an underscore of of that point. So here's my here's my next question for you. Can you lay it out for us? What can Notch actually do for creators? Sure. So first of all, let's let's talk about the core product, which is the insurance piece. Yes. It's a real insurance product that we worked extremely hard with our partner Hartford Steam Boiler, which is a very old insurance company out of Connecticut to bring to market. Currently live in 14 states, expanding nationwide by the end of the year, except California, which would probably take a month or two. Uh, I am patiently waiting for you out here in California. Yeah, we're going to be there. So first of all, it's the insurance, which is loss of income insurance for up to three months if your account gets hacked. So if you do get hacked... You're going to start receiving money on a daily basis, according to the coverage 
you chose in the onboarding. Mm -hmm. For every day, your account is not in your possession for up to 90 days or until we manage to recover your account. So basically for every day, for every day we can't do our work well, you're getting paid. Mm -hmm. And even though we cannot guarantee 100% that we'll be successful in retrieving the account, we mm-hmm. build the reimbursement structure in such a way that it aligns our interests perfectly. I don't want to keep paying you for 90 days. That's a lot of money. Right? <laughs> I want to get to your it account back as soon as possible. Plus, you're going to be very happy if I get to your account back within a day, two days, three days, four days. Absolutely. So that brings me to the second part, which is the account retrieval process. And a lot of people ask us, how do you do it? So a few different ways. First of all, because we monitored the account 24-7, even if something happens when you sleep, we're going to give you a call, even if it's 3 a.m., because that's what I would want someone to do, exactly like the alarm in my house, and that's my mm-hmm. business is even more important than my house. Uh, we're going to give you a call and ask if you can log into your account. If we can't, if you can, we're going to start the retrieval process right away and open up a claim. Second is we're working with partners that some of them have access to a media portal, which means that they help us get accounts back in terms of opening support tickets as an agency uh, because we're their customers and you're our customers. Third would be that we can negotiate with the hackers if needed. And as an insurance agency, uh, we're going through a compliance process. Mm-hmm. If we do intend to pay ransom and it is possible and it is legal to pay ransom as long as you walk through very, very, I would say, rigorous compliance processes. Mm. And we're working with a third-party vendor. And in any case, we'll never do something that the policyholder doesn't want. But we want to have every tool in our possession to be able to retrieve the account as fast as possible. Fourth would be, you know, just going through the Instagram's automatic flows as fast as possible telling you that that's what's going to happen. You're going to get contacted by the hacker. Don't talk to them. We're going to talk to them. We need to keep them talking because what usually happens if a hacker contacts you and you don't respond, they're going to disable the account, deactivate it. Mm. Once the account deactivated, you can't go through Instagram's automatic flow to retrieve it. That's why they usually do it. If you don't respond, they're going to deactivate your account. Wait a week or so, you're going to scratch the walls, then they're going to activate it again, contact you again, and then ask you, you want to pay ransom now after a week without your account? And then you might say yes or no. And again, paying ransom for individuals could be problematic without the necessary compliance mm. process because you need to do some work before uh, being able to pay ransom. So it's, it's a very complicated process in that regard. How much are these ransoms? It really depends on account size and who the person is. It, it could be anywhere from $100 to thousands or tens of, tens of thousands of dollars. It really depends. Wow. What have, what have you guys seen in that, in that regard? Like if I have an account with, let's go with my account. If I have 35K, what, what kind of numbers are you looking at? I would say up to $1,000. And you might say, which is the right business thinking, hey, I make more than that in one campaign. Sure. Why shouldn't I pay ransom? But when that happens to you and you don't have any experience with dealing with those people, what happens is, first of all, it's very, very stressful, right? You're talking right. to a hacker. And before we and launch how do you product, transfer money in a way that's safe? Exactly. How do you buy Bitcoin? How do you Oof. transfer money? 
How do I know if it's legal? How do I know yeah. if I can transfer to that individual? How do I know if that person is going to give me my account back? How do I know if it's not just someone that hates <laughs> me? And how do I know they're not going to do it again? How do I know? Right. How do I get? How did I get hacked in the first place? Tons of questions. And by the way, enterprises, huge enterprises, buy cyber insurance mainly for that reason. It's not just because of the monetary compensation. It's to get the expertise from the right. insurance company. It's going to come with a team that'll deal with crisis management, PR, data restoration, negotiations, the full works. Right. So you're getting a professional team that does only that in case something happens. The last part of what we're doing is making sure that this doesn't happen, right? We don't want any yes. of our customers to get hacked. So we're trying to mitigate the risk by making sure your account is as safe as possible. But as you know, there's no magic here. Strong password, 2FA, password manager, right. if it's okay with you, although sometimes it, it causes some friction. And education is the most important part. If you know what to look for and you understand where are the pitfalls? Mm -hmm. I would say that that's the most important part because once you're suspicious, you're probably not going to be victimized, right? But being suspicious is like the egg and the chicken. I, I, a lot of people comment, I never open suspicious links. Yeah, but if you know it's suspicious, of course you're not going to open it, but you're not going to know it's suspicious, right? So right. that's the problem. Um, and right. that's what we're trying to prevent by education, by saying, hey, DM us for everything, right? Once you're a customer. Everything. And we see people that once they're our customers, right? DM us regularly. Hey, is this brand legit? Can I mm -hmm. open this link? Can I do that? I got this email from Instagram. Even things that aren't covered by the policy because we're, we're here for everything you need, right? Um, and we're trying to do our best. Right. So let's lay those things out. What are we looking for and what do we need to be most weary of when we're sure. looking at scams? Yeah. First of all, I would say the first time you interact with someone you don't know, it's always a reason to be a bit more suspicious. Now, if it's through email, there are a few very simple things to look at. They're not mm -hmm. 100% fail proof but we're looking to lower the chances we can't give any advice that will make you 100 bulletproof so first of all if they message you from a brand email or a gmail or proton yep. or yahoo that's very different right yep. if it's a brand email look for the brand if the person has a name look for the name of the person through linkedin if it's mm -hmm. a 20 people company and he's there not saying it's completely risk-free chances are lower second right. When you click a link, and that's something a lot of people don't do, even if the link says www.instagram.com slash something, the actual link itself could be different. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you put a link on your story and you might say notch, but behind it, it's www.google.com. So same thing. The fact that the link says Instagram does not mean that the actual link is Instagram. Third, if, and I would say that's the main point, if you get an email from Instagram saying that there has been a suspicious activity in your account, don't click any link there. Log into your account, go to your settings, security, emails from Instagram. There's a tab called emails mm. from Instagram. Click on it. Then you'll see every email that Instagram has ever sent you. If you don't see an email there from Instagram, it's not Instagram that sent you an email. 
And that's the most important. Then there are a few, I would say, things that you might say, that's not going to happen to me, but we do see people falling for that. Blue badge scams. Okay. Yep. So if you look at the All last the reel we uploaded, the, the first account in the reel is an account that's name is like Meta Services Help Centers. So what uh -huh. happens sometimes is you get hacked. Then the hacker erases all of your photos, changes the name of the account to Meta Help Services LLC Inc. Whatever, oh, changes uh -huh. the picture, and then after a few hours, Instagram are going to take down the account. But they have a few hours to try and scam people, and mm -hmm. then they contact people. A person sees Meta something, Meta Services, and then they ask for you know I just need your ID, I need your password to verify your account. If you send it to a thousand people, you're going to get a few uh, mm -hmm. to fall in that trap. So emails, making sure the person is a brand and you look them up through a different medium, right? LinkedIn or whatever. Links, making sure that the actual link fits the description of the link. Three, if it's an email from Instagram, don't click on the link there. Go to your Go to Instagram. app, settings, yeah. Um, sorry, security, emails from Instagram, look there. Those are the three main tips, I would say. I love it. Also important. So being such a pioneer in the influencer marketing space on Instagram, what are your predictions for this ever-growing and evolving creator economy? Give us your 2023 predictions. I expect that we're going to see a lot more monetization, direct monetization coming to Instagram as well and TikTok. So up until now, creators such as yourself made money mostly by doing brand deals or indirectly, yeah. right? Courses, eBooks. And now we've seen the beginning of subscriptions, real bonuses. Yes. And that's actually pivoting a bit to the direction of YouTube, right? That give away almost 50% yes. of the ad revenue. The creators so i think we're going to see a lot more on that front and the realization of instagram and they know it that you need to give creators much more power to make actual money because the reality is is that only a small number of creators manage to make enough money to make this their yeah. full-time job right so there true. are tons of creators but but most can monetize and I think that's what Instagram are exploring with a lot, Meta in general, and we're going to see other social media platforms doing the same. Um, and I think it's going to be also a lot through DMs. If you listen to what uh, Adam Osseri is saying, he says, hey, we're seeing the behavior of people shifting in Instagram, right? Yeah. Big time. Businesses, Those meaning, meaningful connections. Exactly. Business is done to, through DMs. Connection with friends is done through stories. And yes. Reels posts are for exposure. And, you know, I would say um, the, the, the major things in life. So I think continuing on that front of being able to give creators and small businesses more ways to monetize and shift their business completely to the platform uh, is what I would expect to happen. I a 
thousand percent agree. We were actually just talking about this exact thing with all of the new announcements about shifting the algorithm and all of that. So I think there's there's some big things coming. So tell us, how can we get connected with Notch? Sure. So first of all, get Notch as our Instagram username. We're always there, twenty four seven. Some of the time it's going to be me responding. Some of the team. Some of the time, someone else from the team. Second, get-notch.com. That's our website. I would say those are the main things. You can email me directly at Rafael at get-notch.com. I respond pretty fast every hour of the day, and I'd love to listen <laughs> to any thoughts that anyone has. A true workaholic is what I just heard. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on Brand Meet Creator Podcast and chatting through all of this. This is so important. If you're a creator, again, we we take for granted that scams are just for your grandma, just for people that aren't techie, aren't smart, aren't young. And that is so not true. So I'm so glad that we get to dive into how we can bring more security to our Instagram businesses. Thanks, Harley. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you next time. 